coming to you from the Deep South. This is the Blue Collar Leadership Podcast. High impact leadership is not reserved for leaders, and it has nothing to do with your position, title, or rank. However, it does have everything to do with your character. It's time to climb to the next level and beyond, personally and professionally. Now, let's start making it happen with your host, Max Story. Hello, everyone. Thanks for stopping by the Blue Collar Leadership Podcast today. Today, we're on part 16 of 30, based on chapter 16 out of my book, Blue Collar Leadership and Supervision, Unleash Your Team's Potential. So we're on part 16 of 30 in this series. The chapter is titled, Make It Happen. I love that, that little saying right there. Anybody who knows me, they know I say it all the time. The subtitle of this chapter is Leaders Get Results, Managers Plan to Get Results. And I'll talk about that in a second, what the difference is. But a lot of times people, if you've interacted with me on social media or you see me, a lot of times I always say, make it happen or someone else will. It might as well be you. I'm saying that to you today. Whatever it is you want in life, whatever reason you're listening to this podcast, you're trying to grow and develop yourself to climb, get to the next level, to climb to the next level and beyond. I'm telling you, make it happen or someone else will. It might as well be you. Why not you? Why not? But it's only going to be you if you make it happen. So back to that subtitle for this chapter. Leaders get results. Managers plan to get results. So if you make it happen, you're being a high-impact leader. If you just talk about making it happen, you're being a low-impact leader or a manager is what I'm saying here. And, it, and I'm not saying this to offend any managers out there. You got to understand if you listen to me long enough, when I say manager, I'm talking about people who should be leading people, but they're not. They're managing people. There's nothing wrong with being a good manager. You need to be a good manager, but we should manage things and processes. We have to. We should avoid managing people, but a lot of people still choose to. But relative to making things happen, those with the low impact mindset, manager mindset, they plan on it, but then when it doesn't happen, remember the last episode about the mirror and the window, managers of people look out the window and blame the team as to why they didn't get results. But remember, high-impact leadership leaders look in the mirror and take the blame. They make it happen. They get results because they accept responsibility when they look in the mirror. That's what I'm talking about. And I'll give you an example, a great example, actually, from uh, one of my favorite books. It's titled uh, It's Your Ship by Captain Michael Abrashoff. And he basically took over the the worst missile destroyer in its class at the time, based on all the metrics they used to measure and, and classify how they are compared to all the other ones. They were basically in last place. He took over. Captain Abershoff took over. During his two-year command, they went from worst to first. He wasn't planning on getting better. He got better. He went in and took responsibility. 
when he stepped on deck of that ship, he was a leader, a high-impact leader. And he had this to say. He said, the command and control approach is far from the most efficient way to tap people's intelligence and skills. To the contrary, I found that the more control I gave up, the more command I got. Think about that. See, low-impact leaders of people, managers of people, especially those who have been in the military and love command and control, they like to use that. They, they say we need more command and control. We just need people to do what we tell them to do and the world to be great. Well, that's not the way the world works, even in the military. The captain who got off of that ship had the same exact authority as Captain Abershoff, who stepped onto that ship. They both had the same formal authority. And they had all the artificial influence that comes with the authority. All those sailors who were on the ship when Captain Abershoff took over, they had not been kicked out of the Navy. That's why they were still on the ship. The ship was worst in its class because of the leadership of the leader, the captain who had stepped off of that boat. See, Captain Abershoff didn't step on the boat and blame the team. He stepped on the boat and accepted responsibility for leading the team where he wanted them to be, which was not last place, first place. So he says, I found that the more control I gave up, the more command I got. And what he's talking about there, he's talking about it in a different way. He's basically saying, the more control I gave up, the more influence I got. Because he's talking about gaining more authentic influence. He's not saying that, but in my language, that's what he's saying. That's what he got. He got more influence than the other captain. The other captain, all he had was artificial influence. Whatever influence came with the position of captain. And he accomplished all that he could accomplish with only that amount of influence. But Captain Abershoff stepped on and he developed relationships and he built trust and he earned respect and he got more command. And in my words, he, he was given authentic influence. People followed him because they wanted to instead of because they had to. There's a huge gap there. If you remember the, the first episode in this series, I talked about the difference between a leader, someone following a leader because they have to versus some, following someone because they want to. That difference, based on that study, was 40% more productivity. So Captain Abershoff got at least 40% more productivity when he went onto that ship and built relationships with the crew, 300 and something people, sailors on that crew. Imagine if 300 and something people followed the other captain because they had to. Now imagine if 300 people follow this captain because they want to. And you imagine there's 40% more output with each person. If you do 300 times 40%, 300 times 0.4, that equals 120. That's what high-impact leadership can get you. Basically, what Captain Abershoff was able to do was 
he went on to that ship and was able to unleash the potential of that team because of his leadership ability, which allowed them to produce as if there were 120 more people on the ship. Not really, though, right? There were still only 300 people on the ship, or 310 or 309, whatever it was. So they can't produce any more than what 300 people can produce. The problem was all of them were holding a varying degree of output back because they were only doing the bare minimum. That's why they were the worst in the class. They were only doing the bare minimum. The first in the class was doing above and beyond at the highest level. That's why they were first. That's a good example. One captain getting 120 people worth of output extra. If you think about that little equation that I just told you, the difference. Because see, the, the other captain, when his team was only giving him 60% because they were 40% less productive, he thought that was 100%. Anybody who was giving him all they had he would see that as 100% because he didn't have a level of awareness to understand, no, that was really 60%. And most people were not even giving him a full what he would have thought would be 100%. So they were somewhere below 60%. It gets kind of complicated, but hopefully you kind of can see the picture. So when high-impact leaders want to know what's happening, they go to the front lines and find out for themselves. They eliminate the middlemen. They get in the trenches with their team. They talk to the people, and they ask a lot of questions. That's exactly what Captain Abershoff did when he took over. I love that book. One of the first things he started doing was being the last to eat instead of the first to eat. He stopped eating in, in the officers' quarters and started eating out there with the people. Not only did he go last, but then he sat down and he ate with them, and he talked to them, and he asked them a lot of questions. He built relationships. The other captain ate first, and then he and the other officers, they went and ate in private. And that's kind of the norm. But that ain't what happened. With, that ain't what Captain Abershoff did. How did it work? He went from worst to first. You tell me. So because they fully embrace the responsibility of getting results, they are not satisfied with thinking they know they want to know they know. When I say they, I'm talking about high-impact leaders. That's why they, they don't want to know about a report. They don't want to know about what you think you know. They don't want to know about what you think you know that somebody else thinks they know. If I'm going to be responsible, I want to know I know, and I'm going to go find out by going to the source. It may take me a little longer in the short, short term, but long term, it's going to take me a lot less time because I'm going to be making decisions based on accurate information. That's one thing I did when I was leading all those lean, those lean teams through process improvement. We'd be in the office and people didn't want to go out in the hot plant and the white collar on the people, the white collar people on the team, they didn't want to go out in the plant because a lot of times they never even went out in the plant to begin with. So everybody's trying to avoid going out into the plant for different reasons. When I'm asking questions, they want to get on a computer and pull up a report. I don't want to see the report. That, that report most often I had already learned was not accurate because things are happening so fast. Things are changing so fast. People can't, they can't hardly even put new information in the system, much less update decades 
of information in the system when there are changes. So I know a lot of times things are loaded into the system and they're just an estimate. And then they never have time to go back and fix it and make it accurate. You know that if you work with a system relative to reality. I know that. But the thing is, when I was in these plants leading these teams, I was responsible. I actually took responsibility. So we're going to get up. We're going to go out. And we're going to talk to people. And we're going to find out what's going on. So that when I know, I actually know. So accidental growth. Kind of shifting, shifting gears here. Accidental growth strategy sounds like this. I hope it happens. Intentional growth strategy sounds like this. I'm going to make it happen. I hope it happens is low-impact leadership talk. I'm going to make it happen is high-impact leadership talk. It doesn't mean I'm going to make it happen with an iron fist. It means I'm going to make it happen by taking responsibility. I'm going to become a team member. I'm not going to drive the team with a whip. I'm going to go out and I'm going to go in front of the team. I'm going to go behind the team. I'm going to go beside the team. Whatever the team needs, I'm going to be a resource to help them make it happen. That's high-impact leadership. You see, living intentionally intentionally leads to amazing results. But living accidentally leads to depressing disappointments. Let me say that again. Living intentionally leads to amazing results. Living accidentally leads to depressing disappointments. Because a better tomorrow doesn't just happen. A better team doesn't just happen. Better results do not just happen. As high-impact leaders, we must be intentional and make it happen. Mark Twain had this cool little thought to He says, the secret to getting ahead is getting started. It's common sense, but it ain't common practice. The secret to getting ahead is getting started. There's a lot of people that make a lot of plans, but they don't ever get started. Because by the time they actually need to get started, they don't want to do the work. They don't want to make it happen. So they change plans. So they got an excuse why we're not actually doing it. Why I'm not actually doing it because I'm, I'm still planning. And then you end, they end up planning a lot. I've seen a whole lot of low-impact leaders in my days in manufacturing. Always planning, planning, planning. Always struggling, struggling, struggling. But those few leaders I, I came across and I had the privilege of working with and alongside those ones who had to make it happen mindset, those were some awesome individuals. You know them when you meet it, when you meet them. They, a lot of times people, they drag people along kicking and screaming because most, most people are not make it happen people. But when you get a make it happen leader and you get a team full of make it happen, high performance, high impact team players, I'm telling you, you better get out of the way. Because unless you're like that, you can't compete with them. 
And that's what all this is about, helping you become a high-impact leader who can grow and develop high-impact leaders and team players on your team. But it takes intentionality. You're not listening to this podcast by accident. You're doing it on purpose. You're already there, but you can't stop. And you might be able to take it up several levels. So think about it. Leaders get results. Managers plan to get results. Talk to you next time. Make it happen or someone else will. It might as well be you. Are you serious about taking your career and your life to the next level and beyond? Check out Max Story's Blue Collar Leadership Series books and others, now available on audio, along with paperback and ebooks at Amazon, iTunes, and Audible. Please visit bluecollarleadership.com to learn about Max books, programs, special offers, certifications, and more. Thank you for listening to the Blue Collar Leadership Podcast.